Welcome to the Muscles and Veggies Fitness Podcast. This is where you get nutrition, health, fitness, performance, all perfectly packaged together in a bite-sized podcast to help educate and motivate you to stay on your fitness journey. I want to talk to you today about my fitness journey. I want to tell you a little bit about my past and my story and share with you how I came to find health and fitness and start down uh, this journey years ago. I think it's important. I think it will really highlight uh, just how much health and fitness changed my body, changed my mind, and allowed me to break through some walls that I was stuck behind. Okay, uh, so I don't have a lot of time. I'm just going to jump right into my story here, and and that way I can really like uh, summarize at the end how health and fitness played such a big role in that. So I was born in 1985 uh, near Branson, well, in Branson, Missouri. We lived near Branson, Missouri, out uh, in a town called Galena, Missouri. Um, had a very loving family, very loving home. My parents were amazing. Uh, my mom was actually somewhat fitness driven. Uh, she at one point owned a health spa. Um, afterwards, she worked at a hospital as a lab technician. Uh, she was very driven, very caring, very loving. Uh, she always just wanted what was best for us. And tragically, when I was 12 years old, uh, my mother was diagnosed with esophageal and stomach cancer. And my sister and I are convinced that uh, part of the reason that we think she got this specific kind of cancer is because she was really indoctrinated by this low fat movement. She basically lived off fat free pretzels and Diet Coke. And uh, we, we think that combined with a high stress um, lab technician job at the hospital, getting up at 4 a.m. and then not getting home and getting all the chores done until 10 or 11 p.m., it just uh, was way too much stress. So um, 11 months after she was diagnosed, she was gone. And she tried to do the conventional route first with chemo and all that and surgery and then she tried to do the natural route, and she succumbed to that in uh, 1998, March 2nd. I remember it like it was yesterday. So my dad, uh, very charismatic, very funny, very active, uh, outdoors enthusiast. Uh, sadly, though, he always struggled with addictions, um, on and off with drugs and alcohol. And my mom was basically the glue that held dad together. So, um, you know, a year after my mom's death, um, my dad and I started slowly falling apart. Uh, my sister is really the only one that, that kept it together through the years. Um, my dad slowly started drinking and using drugs more and more. And then I was uh, slowly introduced at the age of 12, 13 years old to smoking pot. By the age of 14 and 15, I was smoking pot daily. Um, all through high school, you know, parties. Uh, get-togethers, things like that, and I began to experiment with with pills and cocaine and hallucinogenics, um, and really was starting to get out there uh, in left field on on some of the drugs and the alcohol and the partying. So let's stop there for a second. Junior and senior year, I um, we had this thing in school, and I never I never dropped out of school. I never. Um, let that affect really my grades. I always had good grades in school, but they had this thing, uh, the thousand pound club. And it's really only for 
the football players, which I had quit football the second they started talking about drug testing people. I quit football. So, um, that, but it was your squat, your bench, your overhead press, and your clean. And um, I wanted to be a part of that to to challenge my buddies uh, that were still playing football. And so I did. And um, the thousand pound club, I remember really working hard in the gym and as a young kid and, and uh, I did reach the thousand pound club and um, that was really cool to, to be able to do that. And I remember that's my earliest memories of lifting weights. So now let's move on to senior year. Um, my dad was really going downhill fast. Um, the, he had started like swelling. His belly was extremely hard, even though his arms and legs were like barely toned. Um, he had this big swollen, hard belly. And then he actually started to turn a little bit yellow in his eyes and his skin, which is a clear sign of alcoholism and jaundice, uh, liver failure, stuff like that. So, you know, one night I came home really late after, you know, drinking and partying. And, and my dad was super mad at me uh, for drinking and driving. And after he calmed down, you know, we were at this point smoking pot together and stuff like that. And I remember um, smoking pot with my dad two or three in the morning. Um, you know, gave him a hug. He went downstairs to go to bed. The next thing you know, I wake up in the morning and uh, the paramedics and the cops are banging on the door trying to get in. And uh, my dad had passed away that night of heart failure, heart attack, overdose. It's all kind of the same thing to me. Um, it could have just been liver failure, but knowing my dad, he was drinking and taking some of his pharmaceuticals at the same time. So I was absolutely devastated. I mean, just could not um, make sense of life at this point. 18 years old, uh, there, a key moment really happened. Uh, I, right when my dad's death happened, my Aunt Marsha was really worried about me. And she actually um, had me come out to Oregon to stay with her for like a couple weeks. And I was really a mess. And, and I came home from that. And I just remember... Um, I just remembered getting dropped off at the house and here I was for the first time walking into my parents' house that both my parents had died in and, uh, I was all alone, 18 years old. And I just remember thinking, what is the point of this? Like, why even try to do good? Um, if this is what life delivers you, you know, my parents were good people, um, you know, they tried to do, they tried to live a good life and it just really just like had me super confused. So, um, 03, 04, I really went downhill after my dad's death and I began using a pharmaceutical you may be familiar with called Oxycontin. Um, like through the years was massively using this, selling this. Um, it was starting to absolutely just wreck my life. By the time of 2006, uh, my life was an absolute wreck. Caught my first drug felony in 2006. Uh, went to treatment, uh, got probation. From there, was in and out a few more times, violating probation. Then got sent to a halfway house. And again, here's where weights comes in and strength training comes in again. Got sent to a halfway house and was sober for about a year. And during that time, out in the garage of the halfway house, they had all these weights and you know, in between work and, you know, all the AA meetings and, the, you know, all that stuff I had to go to, to, 
satisfy the courts. Um, I was lifting weights like crazy and got in really good shape again, um, like way better shape than even I was in high school. And uh, that again, like it helped. I could see like it helped my mental health. I could see that it helped me to um, have a routine and uh, a course that helped me to like mentally, you know, thrive and, and go forward instead of, you know, self-destruct, which is what I always did in the past. So I relapsed again uh, after that, caught another felony and actually got sent to prison for seven months. So I was in the Missouri Department of Corrections, uh, got out and was only out literally like six months and then went back for 17 months. So um, I can't remember if I caught another felony or if I if I just violated parole or whatever, but got sent back for 17 months. Then I got out, was only out a year and a half. And again, this I got back into weights, uh, was sober for about a year and a half, uh, got back into weights. And then I got into running and got in really good shape. Um, again, though, like um, I wasn't really focused on nutrition. I, I didn't really have a good grasp on spirituality. I didn't really have a good uh, lifestyle routine or anything like that. And sadly, caught another drug possession charge, took this cops on a high speed chase. It's a really long story that I won't get into. But in 2012, um, I got sent to back to prison this time for 37 months. Okay, so a little over three years. It was during this three years um, in the Missouri Department of Corrections that like I'm really uh, evaluating my life. I'm really looking at things from a different perspective. Um, and, and doing time is like, it's like a whole nother planet, uh, the dynamics of living and the racial tension and the, um, it's just like its own little world and how you operate when you're doing time in the penitentiary. And one of the things that was really common was like, I would say that probably 60 to 70% of people that are in the joint just work out like crazy. And partly because there's just nothing else to do. And so you, you know, people, you get addicted to, um, to anything that kind of gives you feel good, you know, endorphins and neurotransmitters and workouts definitely does that. I think the other reason why is just because it's a pastime and it, it helps people come out of prison, you know, really, really good shape. And if not, if you got nothing else going for you, why not at least be in really, really good shape? So during that time, uh, I had a key moment where I was looking out the window one morning, drinking my coffee, and I saw an old man in a wheelchair. And I'll never forget it. Um, this old man was in a wheelchair, and he was they call meds, so you have to go up to the med line. And it's about a half mile away from the housing unit that we were in. And, you know, this old man can't even wheel himself up to the med line. So he's got to have, you know, this punk kid behind him who's also going up there push him. And I just remember thinking how incredibly sad to be, you know, probably 70, 75 years old to be in a wheelchair and to have some stranger convict push you up to get your meds. And I remember thinking that's going to be you if you don't change your life. And that was a key moment for me. Um, I really, I never forget it. I remember thinking that's it. 
I'm never doing this again. How am I, how am I going to break away from this? Well, set spirituality aside because that's number one for me, but setting that aside, uh, I had to figure out a direction and like how to take my passions and kind of find a direction and go forward. And so I made the decision right there that I, I loved working out. I had been thinking about being a personal trainer and I made the decision right there. I'm just going to do this. Like, I'm not going to take, I'm not going to take no for an answer. I don't care what it takes. Uh, this is what I'm going to do. So right then and there, I had a little bit of money. So I, I bought um, a personal training curriculum through the American College of Sports Medicine, had it sent to the prison. Uh, I made no cards. I studied this book what, for nine to 10 months uh, before my release like crazy. Um, in March of 2015, I got out of the penitentiary and was and was released and moved to Bella Vista, Arkansas. Uh, my aunt actually uh, rented a room to me in her house uh, she lived alone and and she gave me a, a fresh start in in arkansas uh, forever grateful for that so i i got out and uh, this is where my story shifts a little bit and when i was released i was in pretty good shape but Um, I never could like see my abs or I never really had like a flat stomach, but I was super muscular and I was in really great shape, was running, you know, six, seven minute miles and things like that. But I had never been like, like shredded. Right. So I followed a a bodybuilding protocol and I was like counting calories and counting macros and all this and nothing's really budging. I'm kind of staying the same. And then my sister out of left field, she's like, have you ever tried a gluten-free diet? And I said, no. And I was like, what's, you know, what's the problem with that? So she talked me into trying it and I tried it for two weeks and literally, I kid you not within two weeks of cutting gluten out of my diet, first of all, like gas, bloating, digestive issues, all that went away. And, uh, for anybody who's ever struggled with that stuff, you know, it's like, you almost feel like, is it, is it normal to just have gas all day long? Right. Well, I immediately all those symptoms went away and my stomach immediately got flat. I could see my abs. It was like, whoa, there's something to this, right? So that led me, um, as I was just about ready to take my personal training test, I'm doing this deep dive into nutrition and inflammation. And I learned about uh, the ketogenic diet and blood sugar management and how to optimize your hormones. And so I take the test, become a personal trainer, immediately get a job at a gym, and I'm doing construction all day long. And I'm personal training clients all night long, um, and I'm I'm like nerding out. All my free time is spent, you know, listening to YouTube and trying to learn from personal training professionals, nutrition specialists, you know, trying to like get an edge. I knew there was something here when it comes to inflammation and um, how the body thrives in an anti-inflammatory state so like going thinking about this inflammation topic makes me think like i figured out that i was low in vitamin d i figured out that i was low in omega-3s and then i learned about magnesium and still these are like three go-to supplements that i use almost daily especially in the winter when it comes to vitamin d Um, but, and I use these with all my clients. These are my go-to like thorn.com. I know I talk about this on the podcast all the time, but I use a thorn vitamin D, 
a thorn, omega-3, DP, DPA, e, THA, and EPA, and then also magnesium powder. It's in magnesium glycinate. Um, and by the way, you can get 25% off all thorn products by simply just emailing me. Um, say, hey, I want to join the client invite list on Thorn. You get 25% off the entire store. And uh, that also is a way that you can support the show as well. So email me, musclesandveggies at gmail. It's all one word, musclesandveggies at gmail.com. Uh, it'll also be in the show notes uh, of the podcast as well. So you can find it there and click on it. But I literally felt like my brain turned back on when I figured out the vitamin D, the omega-3, uh, taking the magnesium before bed, and then like really watching inflammation, cutting out gluten, like limiting dairy to only like a time or two a month. Felt like my brain just completely turned back on and my gut inflammation was like gone, like literally gone. Like I had not felt how flat my stomach was, how little the bloating was, how little the gas was. And lo and behold, I learned that like when you decrease your gut inflammation, you decrease your brain inflammation because the gut and the brain are connected via the vagus nerve. And we actually synthesize our neurotransmitters in our gut and then they are used in the brain. Okay. So when I figured this out, it made so much sense to me because I felt like my brain turned back on like for the first time in a long time, like no brain fog, no afternoon crash, um, depression and anxiety were, were gone. And you, you're talking to somebody who struggled in and out of like, especially depression for most of my adult life. Since I was 18, I lost my dad. I literally spent my time self-medicating to deal with the depression that I had. So now for the first time, like the clouds have cleared, the sun has come out and I'm like sold. I'm sold, like working out, eating healthy, sleeping amazing, focusing on inflammation. Um, I just feel like all cylinders are kicking and the light bulbs are all turned on. And so you can see how this, this really uh, had me paying attention to the signals that my body was sending and being more self-aware. And then also like it, it created a hunger in me to never stop learning and to continue seeing what edge that I could get when it came to health and fitness. And so I can really like attest to say that uh, there was never like really one thing, but it was really like my mindset, that key moment in the penitentiary when I changed my mindset and I was completely fed up. I was fed up with life. I was fed up with uh, all the garbage that was in my life, including the food, like including uh, the substances, the food, everything. And I decided right then and there, my mindset changed. And you guys know, I just did a, a podcast last week. The very last episode behind this one will, is entirely about mindset. And I cannot tell you how important it is if you haven't completely reversed your mindset uh, to do the mindset training. Learn, like spend a thousand hours on changing your mindset, training your mindset. I promise you it's, it's one of the key catalysts to um, solidifying a journey into health and fitness. No more dieting, no more yo-yoing back and forth, no more spending half the year doing this and then half the year you're willy-nilly um, just eating whatever like every other person out there, right? And the second thing is is routines. Like 
it was imperative for me to develop a morning routine. It was imperative for me to develop my Monday, Wednesday, Friday strength training routine. It was imperative for me to develop my routines when it came to sleep hygiene and like starting to wind down around nine o'clock, brush my teeth, do some stretching, uh, get my room cold, eliminate blue light, maybe wear some blue light blocking glasses. Um, don't listen or watch anything highly stimulating right before bed. Uh, these routines are really what develop habits over time. And there's a book called Tiny Habits Leads to Success. And again, it's these tiny habits and routines that we develop. And you know, it takes at least two to three weeks to start a habit. So that means two or three weeks, you got to grind. You have to have the willpower to, to force yourself into a new uh, tiny habit and that after two or three weeks it starts to develop into a routine so if you're finding trouble uh, getting a routine started start with that book I have no affiliation whatsoever I'm just literally giving you free advice to to go start with a tiny habits book uh, start learning about how to develop healthy routines um, it's crucial it's absolutely crucial and then the third thing is is take control of your nutrition and take control of the substances that you put in your body. Okay. So taking control of your, your health and your life is so important because you're, you're literally investing in your future self. Um, no more like just doing dieting for aesthetics, you know, no more just doing dieting, um, and, and not focusing on nutrition, right? Uh, anybody can cut calories, but not everybody can really focus on nourishing their body with nutrition and don't limit your own potential. So stop um, limiting what you can and can't do uh, with the statements that we tell ourselves and the statements that we tell others. Own your Monday through Friday. I talk about that all the time on this podcast. Um, owning your Monday through Friday will leave you room for balance and moderation on the weekends, right? Uh, why do I say that? Well, because I hear this common thing, well, we have to be balanced. Well, we have to be moderated. Yes, we do. But let me ask you this. Is balanced or moderated, Is are you balanced or are you moderated if you're obese? Are you balanced or moderated if you're diabetic and you eat cookies and drink soda on a daily basis? So we have to think about this from a logical standpoint. Yes, I believe in balance and moderation. but we can't sit here and talk about balance and moderation if we're dying and we literally have diseases that are going to take our life. Is that balanced? Is that moderated? So that's where we have to just be, uh, we have to be logical. And this is where owning your Monday through Friday comes in because we're focused on our grind Monday through Friday. And we, we do the things we know we need to do. We get our workouts in. We get our activity in. We get our nutrition in. It's all dialed in Monday through Friday. And then on the weekend is where we socialize with friends and family. Maybe we have a drink or a glass of wine. Maybe we uh, eat a, a small portion of somebody's dessert that they homemade because it was something loving that they did, right? These, that is balance and moderation. What, what isn't balance and moderation is saying balance and moderation is I'm going to have this soda or this thing on a daily basis, my Starbucks Frappuccino, or I got, we got to be balanced. You know, 
that's the difference between balance and moderation. We can't use that as the coverall for uh, making bad habits and bad choices. Okay. So all of this together frames um, this podcast and my mindset to what I want to teach others, which basically is you, you have to start with your mindset. You have to develop healthy routines. And if you don't uh, know how to do that, keep listening to this show because that's exactly what I want to teach and inculcate to people uh, of how to do these things, right? How to own your Monday through Friday, okay? How to focus on an anti-inflammatory diet, how to get started in strength training and create a healthy routine. What are the things that you struggle with? I want to know. So like if you're struggling with something like I can't stop yo-yoing, like getting into a diet, then I get out. Tell me that. Send me a DM on Instagram or or Facebook or email me at musclesandveggies at gmail. What if you can't get started on any activity routine? Like I just can't stand walking or hiking or strength training. And every time I do it, it just feels terrible. And I, I start it for a week and I stop. Tell me that, right? I want to do a show just on that. So I'm really reaching here to get my listeners to give me some feedback on shows that they want to hear and what will be the things that help you. Because I guarantee you, you're not alone. If you're struggling with this, somebody else is struggling too, which means more people need to hear uh, advice on how to break through the walls that they had. My walls were depression. My walls were addiction. Um, my walls was poor eating. Like, How did I break through those and get to the other side where I had a new starting point. Um, I was past the resistance and now I've found support on the other side. So I think I'll leave it there for today. We're at 25 minutes, which is a pretty long show for me. Uh, I try to keep these shows around 20 minutes. So if you're not already a subscriber, please hit the subscribe button. I put a show out every single week here on the Muscles and Veggies Fitness Podcast. If you haven't already left me a review, please leave me a review on whatever player you're listening to. I also highly uh, look for reviews on Google Places. Just type in Muscles and Veggies Fitness on Google Places. It's also in the show notes. You can click on that and leave me a review on Google. That helps people find my personal training in Northwest Arkansas. And as always, uh, please uh, accept my gratitude for listening to the show. I look forward to your feedback and I'll see you guys next time on the Muscles and Veggies Fitness Podcast.